Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, we are talking about two films um, that are getting critical acclaim, because that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> yep. That are uh, heavily uh, trial-related. We decided to put these two movies together because they're about trials. Um, we have The Trial of the Chicago 7 and The United States versus Billie Holiday. <laughs> Which, The United States versus Billie Holiday was mostly like... There were a couple trials in the movie, but it yeah, wasn't about like yeah. one trial. Yeah, it was more like a it was more like an autobiography, basically. Um, yeah, yeah, a biopic. Or, yeah, like a biopic. Um, yeah, <laughs> and yes, but but I mean, the title did make it sound like there was going to be more. It did. It did. <laughs> of a trial. I mean, they do say that in the movie because there is the the court case, the first one. Um, yes. Yes. So. But, so which one should we talk about first? Um, I mean, I watched uh, The Trial of the Chicago 7 first, if you want to talk about that one. Yeah, me too. All right. If, if, if you hear any faint clickety-clacking, it is, it is a dog that I am watching. She, she stomps because she is 15 years old. Oh my god. And, uh, she stomps. My, I only have hardwood floor, so... Yep. Her nails are very loud, so <laughs> just a warning. Yeah. If you hear anything in the distance, it's the dog. Okay. Okay. So, um, uh, so this movie started yeah. off, like, very upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Aaron Sorkin for you. Aaron Sorkin. So what Danny else have we and seen? I just finished... The West Wing, which is uh, created by Aaron Sorkin. Oh, oh, Molly's Game. I wanted to watch that. Yeah, he's made a lot of stuff. He's been around for decades, making stuff that is very, very snappy, like this movie. Um, People talk over each other. This is not how people actually talk in real life, so it's very, like, you know... Uh, intense and often quite like very like dense conversation that happens in five minutes like just completely rapidly it's generally yeah. what I found the West yeah, Wing looks is like he's really great mostly, looks like he's mostly known for um, his his uh, screenwriting mm-hmm. um, his, his writing he's written for a lot of stuff he's only directed three things um Molly's Game, yeah, that... Trial of the Chicago 7, and then something new that's coming out, uh, being the Ricardos. And he also wrote that movie about Steve Jobs as well. Yes, I saw that on here, uh, Steve Jobs, and he t- did this screenplay for the social, or helped with it or something, the social network. Oh, with Fincher? Yeah, he did do that. Yes. Um, 
and also he did that uh, movie, um, no, that TV show, The Newsroom, mm-hmm, with, mm-hmm. with Jeff Daniels. Yes. So, like, there's some really good, you know, he surrounds himself with good teams usually. Um, I don't know why he wanted to make a movie about the, the Chicago 7, but they're very famous, and so I bet he was very intrigued with everything going around and surrounding um, this whole situation with the Chicago seven. Yeah. And if this, and if this, um, is, is in any way true to, to the actual historical events, which I always assume they are, but you never know things are dramatized or, you know, done this way or that way slightly differently. Um, but this was all, this was all new history for me. I'd never heard of these people before ever. Um, except for, except for Bobby Seale, because we watched <laughs> Judas and yep. the Black Messiah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I know who that person is. Yeah. And um, uh, and Fred Hampton was also in this movie. Yes, Fred Hampton. So that was exciting to see um, kind of all of our all of our new knowledge come together and see it in, in referenced in other things. Um, so that's really interesting. But yeah, I yeah. had I didn't know who any of these people were. Um so that was this, this was also very interesting um, in learning for me as well. Yeah, I think that's a positive of this movie for sure. I was looking and seeing that a lot of it was very fictionalized, actually. Mm, okay. um, I, I mean, you can kind of see that in the way that it's made. It's kind of simplified in, uh, in where all these people are coming from, what their perspectives are. You know, mm-hmm. of course, some people are not going to be exactly the way that they are in history. Um, right. Just the way that I mean, people talk. It's not not necess- That's just not the way people talk in real life. Like Aaron yeah. Sorkin, you know, they're 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 doubling over each other, and it just doesn't have that. Like that's not the purpose of this movie. I think it was just it. It is a good story, and so I think that's why he wanted to make it. Um, and it's a very like, you know, it does it does educate you slightly about what's going what happened, right? Like the Chicago police basically inciting a riot um, against a bunch of uh, different protesters during the Democratic National Convention in, like, 1969 or whatever. Like, 1968. Yes. Also, also during a war that was happening as well, which was mm-hmm. kind of helping, like, heat all of this, all of this up, because people were very much against... This is... Is this the Vietnam War, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, people were very much against this, so there was definitely a lot of uh, a lot of stuff um, heating up the, these protests and things. Um, it, and it was it, uh, interesting yes. kind of seeing it <laughs> from all these different viewpoints. I guess it was mm-hmm. it was cool seeing how um, seeing how different the seven were and kind of like how they interacted with each other. Um, I thought this movie was was kind of a lot to handle, <laughs> and I was I was trying very hard to to follow along. Yeah. Because um, again, yeah, the talking over makes it kind of hard to you know see what's happening, like figure out what's going on, and kind of what people are saying. Um, people talk about stuff that like kind of goes over my head. Um, but um, all in all, I thought it was very funny and very enjoyable. Um, and and I and I really enjoyed the seven of of, of what we got from them. Um, it kind of reminded me of like um, Vice or the biggest short, the big short. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Really? Definitely not as not yeah. as like flashy edited mm-hmm. as as those can be, but mm-hmm. kind of like a similar like very fast, very witty, 
very like kind of comical, but like talking about something kind of serious and kind of uh, kind of complex. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. I agree. And like, I feel like a movie like this definitely would appeal to a larger audience of people versus the more um, serious or more like realistic depictions of this time. Um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. we saw the same exact time period for um, the Judas and the Black Messiah. And that movie was a very different movie from this one. Yet it took mm-hmm. place at the same time. And even yeah. in the middle of the Chicago 7 trial in the movie, Fred Hampton is is murdered. Um, right. Yeah. And I don't even know if those things overlapped in real life. But obviously, for the sake of drama, they were in this movie. And if you, you know, I don't understand. Like, I think it just was like, let's just put all this drama together and put all these really interesting characters together and kind of just see how they interact, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because... Um, cause I'm trying to think, cause wasn't, yeah, I, I guess I'm trying to think of like how events took place in Judas and the Black Messiah compared to this to see if, if the head, that the Fred Hampton murder was actually could have happened at this time. I don't know. I don't know. And that, and that always makes either. me sad because I'm like, I feel like I'm learning about things and then if it's yeah. completely wrong, I'm like, oh, well, pfft. <laughs> like, well, I don't know if this is like a hundred percent fiction, but it's like... Yeah, like I feel like we just need to take it with a grain of salt. That's all I'm saying. So maybe we yeah, don't more like judge... inspired by true yeah. events, possibly. <laughs> Let's not like judge this movie <laughs> by the reality. Like, of course, the context of it is very important. Um, but because we don't really know the reality of what happened, um, we're just gonna judge it on what we thought of it as a movie because that's that's what we can go off of here. So yes. Um, I, I agree with you. I thought it was it was fun. I thought it was interesting. Um, I felt actually a lot of, uh, especially in those 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 scenes where the police were beating up people, which happened mm-hmm. a couple times, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. it was uh, really well done. I thought like just kind of the mania of it and the music that they chose, like the '60s music, um, really kind of brought I mean a lot of emotions to me at, at some point like the second time like I was like it was like tearing up just watching these poor people get beat up you know um yeah I definitely went through a, a lot of emotions watching this like I was frustrated a lot of the time because mm-hmm. I was just like the the judge I just was oh, oh my God. gosh like I, I was so pissed off everything for... he would do everything everything he would do he was the worst and and oh. But then I remember, like, I feeling some some slight some slight sense of satisfaction, knowing that, like, you know, eventually the judge um, was was removed uh, for, like, you know, when they do all of the where how are things going now or you know what kind of like the final summation of what mm-hmm. happened. Um, mm-hmm. Like I guess their what happened their sentences went from ten years to five years or something or, or am I am I mixing the movies? I'm trying no, to remember. No, you're right. Like, it got... I, okay. They they were... They weren't in jail for... Um, like, I think it was only for a few years. Um, but still, like... And, and then, obviously, what happened with, like, Tom Hayden, he went off to become a politician. Yes. Um, yes. And, and he... Then... I, I knew about him because I listened to 
a whole series, the You Must Remember This podcast, who, what I've talked about before on this podcast, um, mm-hmm. about uh, Jane Fonda and okay. Jane Seberg. And Jane Fonda was once married to Tom Hayden. So I knew like us a, a little bit about this oh. because of that. <laughs> that whole okay. series. I'm learning. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying my best here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so lots, lots of emotions going on. Um, you know, have laughing, uh, whenever Abby, <laughs> Abby Hoffman would, would talk. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen was oh, so good. In this. He was so good. I mean, I think he was nominated for an Oscar as well. I think um, he was. Yes. As, as we are recording this, um, the Oscar nominations were released yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. And so we now sort of have a smaller list of movies to watch. I don't know. Sort of, I ended sort up of. adding, just adding a ton of movies. Because <laughs> all yeah. the movies I previously had on the list or ones I still would like to watch. Um, but but yeah, so not sure if the list got any shorter or longer. But we are, we have been, we have been working through these, um, the, the ones that eventually got nominated. So I think we, think we made some good decisions. <laughs> Um, yes. But yes, I remember seeing that Sasha Baron Cohen was um, nominated for supporting actor. Yeah, and then obviously his movie Borat, which I think um, we might end up having to watch the second Borat because it also got nominated for some stuff. Um, yes, I saw that. So, so I mean, I, I don't I'm think intrigued. Sasha got nominated for that, but just uh, just someone else actor from the this. movie had gotten. Yes. I, I, th- I think an actress got. Yeah. for. For best, uh, not supporting, but just best actress, I believe. Mm. Okay. I believe. Well, we'll get to that. Which I'm, I'm kind of like intrigued to talk about that as well, um, in the future. But yeah, I love Sasha Baron Cohen in this movie. I'm, I'm a huge fan of his to begin with. Um, so just definitely was great. His accent in this movie was hilarious. And um... yeah, oh my god, I loved I loved listening to him. He was just he was just amazing. I love movies that he just happens to be in. I've never actually seen a lot of the more comedic stuff that he does. Um so so that's why I'm excited to actually watch Borat 2 um for this uh yeah. cuz I I really have not seen his actual stuff, but everything that he's been a part of like uh <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh what is it? Like uh, he was in Les Mis. Um, Les Mis. Um, was he also in like Hugo or something? Yeah, he was in. He was in Hugo. Um, he was he's in, also oh, in. He was in the um Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah, that was yeah. freaking amazing. Such a memorable yeah, yeah. performance in that too. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a really long time. Remember, we went to Fleet Street and we went into those pubs near where Sweeney Todd actually lived and everything. Yeah, we did. That was a fun, that was a fun pub crawl. <laughs> it was. <laughs> really fun. Yeah. So much fun. Um, I liked, uh, I liked that they had the whole um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind of the soft character side to this as well, knowing that he was just, he's kind of like thinking about this and knowing that it was wrong and what the judge was doing was wrong. And um, Yeah, it was, and, it was and interesting. I almost... And I almost thought that because they chose Joseph Gordon-Levitt for this, I was like, oh, he can't I mean, be all bad. I know. <laughs> like, like... like, honestly, just knowing Joseph Gordon-Levitt as an actor, I was like, oh, well, they put him in here for a reason. He must not yeah. be that that big of a douchebag. 
Um, he's he's never played somebody who's a dick. I mean, he's like right? always a nice guy. He's so it was like, a total oh, tell. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. he's always somebody who you're kind of sympathetic for. You know, even yeah. if they make mistakes. Um, I really can't think of a character that is a like a bad guy that he's playing. <laughs> he just yeah, doesn't. right, right. Uh, um, I also really, really loved Mark Rylance in this movie. He yeah. was fantastic. Of course, Mark Rylance and anything that he's ever been in is like A+. plus. <laughs> yeah, he was so good. I thought he looked familiar. I remember him from Dunkirk, but I don't remember. I don't think I've seen anything else with him in it, unless I have. He also won an Oscar for, um, I think, Bridge of Spies. Oh. Best Supporting did I, Actor. Did I watch Bridge of Spies? I think I, I did. Watch it. I didn't I watch think it. <laughs> I, I think I did, but I would, probably was not paying the most attention to it. Yeah. Um, I remember it being kind of kind of long and, and a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I'm sure Mark Rylance deserved, <laughs> deserved that Oscar. <laughs> yeah. And did you recognize the, the kid uh, who played Rennie Davis, um, Alex yeah, Sharp? Yeah, he looked familiar too. Remember he was in that movie Let's we watched, see. the one, How to Talk to Girls at Parties. That one with um, how to talk to girls Elle at Fanning. parties, and he was in the hustle, wasn't he? Um, oh wasn't yeah, wasn't he the the guy that ended up being being a con <laughs> the con guy? Yeah, he was in that. Yeah, that yeah. movie was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually was thinking about that movie recently, and I was like, well, I can't believe like I forgot about it, and then I I suddenly remembered about it, and I was like, oh, that was bad. <laughs> You remembered the hustle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why, like, why would you ever recall that? <laughs> because I was thinking about crazy or dirty rotten scoundrels and how good that movie was, and then I was like, wasn't there another one? Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So what? I mean, there was so much in this movie. I don't even know. I I'm like afraid of like talking about this movie because there was just so much to talk about. There's so much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I just know that I really love Sacha Baron Conan's character. Um, I mean, Eddie Redmayne, he's a beautiful man, but his his performance was yeah. was was good. It was good. Um And uh hmm. I lo- I mean, I thought he was great. Danny was watching it with me and he goes, "His accent's not very good." And I was like, "I think he's great." I I didn't have an issue with it. I thought his accent was good. Um, and, and, you know, I liked his character. I, I really liked what he brought. Um, Michael Keaton was a nice surprise. Oh, yeah. At <laughs> the very end. That was a weird twist because we it didn't know him weird. previously. So, like, in the movie itself, like, he was kind of, like, dropped in there. Um, yeah. And it, it was, I thought that that was a, like, a strange way to introduce him to be like, who's this person? He was, he's the former attorney general. Why should we care? Right. And it, them they're like well he's gonna save this trial but it was just kind of the way that they went about it um looked like the feds there and everything trying to get him to not stand and then and then the fact that the like it was just so infuriating that the judge wasn't gonna let him um speak in front of the jury like be a witness it it was like the i mean the most infuriating thing Ever? Well, yeah, and all because, and 
which which just makes me think that that this judge was like dirty or something or you know he was he was well he yeah he told that he basically allowed the the girl to like the the remember the the jury members that were sympathetic towards them he yeah he like got he them removed knew, yeah he knew that they were gonna be like that he got them removed it's it was totally clear like it wasn't even like a question of that that's what happened you know well, yeah, because this because this trial was completely political. Like like Abby said, like this is not like this is completely unfair. They're putting them on on trial just so they can get them locked up, mm-hmm. um, uh, off of based off of nothing really, like no re- no real charges, um, and yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and yeah, this movie was very frustrating to watch. Just everything <laughs> that kept kept falling apart and then you know but then there'd be like some light moments and that like kind of pulled me back in but i was just like i was just <laughs> yeah. like, oh. I was like it took place it took like months and months and months for this trial to go on and it was just like so long and then the fact that this judge can just be a total asshole when they've like tortured these people like for months and they're like they're exhausted and they're tired of being there and you can just uh, see they, them like they, kind of descending like into madness choked bobby seal and like kept yes. him in his seat it was like are you fucking gagged him right and now? and handcuffed him to a seat and and honestly pretty much like anytime abby hoffman's character would just like you know just say like fuck you to the judge like, to the I, I was like yeah. i was like yes please oh, i know i really <laughs> like, did oh, like that awful he's awful i thought that there was a really good line um that abby says when he's the one who's on the witness stand um where he says, uh, I've never been put on trial for my thoughts before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I thought that because it just kind of ended there and it was a good way to end it because that's that's kind of what, you know, the whole situation was. If The question of whether they incited this, this riot is, I mean, you could use that, you know, the evidence against Tom of, of him yelling. But then again, it's like, no one really knows, right? So, like, they just wanted people to be scapegoats when, in fact, you know, the U.S. government found out that it was the Chicago police that incited the riot. So why are we even having that? It was, like, so incredibly infuriating, just, like, the whole situation of it. And, like, it does make me think of the situation in the United States versus Billie Holiday as well, where it's, like, the just, government if the government doesn't like someone because they're mm-hmm. doing something they're inciting they're inciting too much or they're getting too powerful or they're you know they're they're starting something mm-hmm. that that they're going to they're going to find every way to lock you up and get rid of you um and mm-hmm. they will go to any measure murdering um planting drugs like it's it's crazy it's absolutely crazy and <sighs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I, and I can't even believe that this is a thing. Like this is, I can't even believe that. <laughs> that I mean, it's still it, like people abuse their power every day, and we yes. just live with it. And it's just like yeah. that's why these these movies are great because it puts it in front of our face, and it makes us mad, and it makes us like upset. And then you're like, well, what do we do? Because I'm so fucking mad about this now. Yeah, I'm mad. Can I do anything? I don't know. Like honestly, sometimes I wonder how like how movies like this can 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 come out and and we just don't like revolt. 
Like, I just don't. (laughs) But but we, like, (laughs) we do revolt, though. Like, I mean, like, things happen. I know this this happened, like, super long ago, but the fact that it's still happening and we know it's still happening. I mean, but, like, last, you know, like, black men are getting killed every day by the police. Like, George Floyd was killed. Like, and we all saw it and we're all angry, but this has been happening for fucking ever. And it's like the, the, we've talked about this before and it's just, it's, it's all winding in and and it gets us all riled up and it should because we cannot let injustices stand. We can't let people just abuse their power like this. And it, you know, abuse of power can be at any level, you know, it could be the fucking school board in your local Mm -hmm. neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. that's the shit that gets me, you know? It's like, because to me, if it's local, you can at least do something about it, you know? Like, yeah, it's just, it feels like this, these big ones, it's really hard to have something grasping about it. But like, you can 100% like be the person who's the change in your community, in your local community, you know? It's like the same thing to me. So, like... If you feel really strongly about something, you should just, like, focus on one thing. That's what they say. Just, like, one specific thing and get, you know, get your your voice out there about it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the way this movie was. Like, all of them kind of were coming into their revolution in a different way, right? Like, they were all wanting change in, in different ways. Um yeah, and like, the fact that and the fact that Tom Hayden's character, like you know, mm-hmm. he's he's always voicing nonviolence, nonviolence, nonviolence. But then when something happens that's close to him, like you know, his mm-hmm. friend getting his friend getting, getting hit yeah. in the head with yeah. a baton, um, and he just and he just loses it. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's it was really cool to not cool but like it, it was really interesting to kind of see like these kind of changes because you know you can always say something but then you know once 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 that button is pushed like like you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen um and yeah. and i really like that abby got to go up on on and the witness stand in the end because we kind of found out that you know tom like this is very near and dear to tom and and he can get angry and 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 mess mm-hmm. up and say the wrong things and that's what you don't want because basically throughout the entire trial. And I also really liked how during the entire trial, um, you know, Tom Hayden's kind of like, you know, let's just, let's just behave so we can get out of here and we can go, like, we can, you know, go back to doing what we're doing once we're, once we're out of trouble. Um, but then kind of going against that at the very end and reading all the names of everyone who's, who's died um, mm-hmm. in the war during this pointless and stupid trial. Yep. Um, yeah, I really like that ending too. Um just like the thousands of names. That was that was very good. Um, yeah, and like, and like the lead up to it where he's just like, oh yeah, and what was the last one? And he's like, brief. <laughs> he's like, right, brief. And then he's like, <laughs> these are the names of the 4,500 people who have died. And I'm just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you knew it was not going to be you, brief. you, Judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, you read those names. Ugh. I'm going to just read this quote that's on the IMDb. It's so funny. Um, Judge Julius Hoffman. And let the record reflect that the defendant Hoffman and I are not related. Abby. Father, no. Judge Julius. (laughs) Mr. Hoffman, are you familiar with contempt of court? Abby, it's practically a religion for me, sir. Oh, my gosh. Father, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> he was so funny. <laughs> he was. He was really funny. He was so um, good. I'm just going to oh, read man. what the uh, Oscar nominations are, and then we can get to the uh, plot keywords. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, it got nominated for uh, Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures Original Song um, for the song okay. Hear My Voice by Celeste and Daniel Pemberton. Um, Best Achievement in Cinematography. Best Achievement in Film Editing. Best Original Screenplay, Best Performance in Actor and Supporting Role for Sasha Baron Cohen, and Best Picture of the Year. It so got nominated for Best Picture? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. All right. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, so let's see. These... The plot keywords we got are... Dude, why you, why are you do that? I need to go put some chapstick on, so... Because, like, my lips right now, I mean, it is ridiculous. All right, I'll I'll do this and then and then head straight into the meta score. Um, all right, the plot keywords we have are riot, protest march, political protest, protesting Vietnam War, nineteen sixties. Those are the first. Okay, that wasn't um bad. That was pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Um, it's also like based on true story. I'm just kind of going through this oh my god i really needed this lip balm dude my lips like they feel like sandpaper right now it's like freaking ridiculous <laughs> oh no i mean i oh oh it's so bad i was like talking to you and i was like i cannot i cannot i need to get my lips done <laughs> i cannot continue i cannot okay um this got a 77 meta score the lowest being a 40 from the guardian um i mean I could just tell you right now, I feel like a 77 is accurate for this movie. Um, it, it wasn't bad. It was more, it was definitely more on the side of good. I think because of like the, you know, historical inaccuracies, mm -hmm. it, it kind of should just bring it down a little bit more, but that's how I feel. But it, it is a movie, so. Okay. Um... Let's see. I, mean, I, th I think a 77 is fine, but um, I don't know. I really enjoyed this movie. I, I would have I would have been happy if it, if it got a little higher as well. Um, but let's see. Uh, let's see what brought it down. The Guardian. They gave it a 40. Mm. Um, and he wrote, uh, he, Sorkin, can also become fantastically ponderous, bloated with finger waggingly self-important liberal patriotism. Okay. Sadly, that is the tone of this exasperatingly dull, oh dramatically God. inert, <laughs> and faintly misjudged recreation of the quote-unquote Chicago 7 trial in the U.S. which Sorkin has written and directed. Peter, Peter did not like this movie. No, I don't. I think what he said is what I was saying about it being not accurate to what he believes the 60s were really about. <laughs> and okay. you know what? Maybe he was there. Cause maybe, we yeah, weren't. maybe Peter was there. I don't know. <laughs> we were not there. It, you know. Um, I'm going to read the uh, IndieWire. 75. The trial of Chicago 7 is exactly as advertised. 
A giant giddy burst of earnest theatricality loaded with a formidable ensemble that chews on every inch of the scenery that overall makes a passionate case for the resilience of its formula more than using it as an excuse. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, like... My only thing I would maybe say is it felt a, a bad... But it didn't even feel long. Like, I mean, I knew it was long, and I, like, checked the time, like, as I was going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it's still, I don't know, the editing made it made it seem more, like, like, I don't know, fun, I guess. Like, I, that's the really only way I can, like, describe this movie is it was, is it was fun. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I feel as a concept, it was, it was very successful. And that concept is... Let's make the trial of Chicago 7 interesting. Let's present these characters as interesting people. Let's, you know, um, keep the audience interested in what is going on. And every every bit was interesting. Every scene had something that you wanted to know. And there was some juicy bits going along with the way that the actors would all interact, you know? Yeah, and even though things kind of felt chaotic sometimes, like, they would show us a scene and it would be kind of like, like, what, there was a scene with either Sasha Baron Cohen or, like, his friend that was with him, um, like, about, uh, like, uh, about the, the undercover cop, like, who he was, like, crying Mm. over, um, like, there were, there were just a lot of little scenes as well that, like, like, were fun to see and I, and I don't, Mm -hmm. and I don't, like, you know, think they shouldn't have been there or anything, but it's just this this sometimes it felt chaotic but it would kind of it would kind of rein itself back in and kind of like get back on track and and still mm, and still yeah. like made it easy to follow along yeah i i do um yeah like and I, I think a lot of these are saying it's not a new way of filmmaking you know that kind of let's keep it in line but flash back to things mm-hmm, um yeah that, that's just and sometimes they're really fast and sometimes they were longer um told in story form told in flashback form you know um the chicago sun times gave it a 100 which is super high um yeah certain events are rearranged from the factual timelines and yes the trial of chicago 7 exercises poetic license this is not a documentary it's a dramatization of events that resonates with great power while containing essential truths and it's one of the best movies of the year wow that is a very high praise. That is definitely a 100 quote right there. That is that is a high praise. Okay. <laughs> All right. We won't go any, we won't go into anything um, like Oscar related who we think nope. will win yeah. or something or whatever. We're going to save that for our Oscar theories um yeah. whole uh, whole <laughs> smorgasbord. Um that we're going to have to when we're we eventually make, get to that, <laughs> we we gonna have we have to plan after after this episode. We're gonna sit down and plan. We every have a week. lot to work on. We do. So we need to figure our shit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get there. Um, but I'm excited for it, and we're doing good already by seeing a lot of these movies. Um, okay, United States versus Billy Holiday. I watched that movie today. I watched it yesterday while i was at work so i kept pausing it (laughs) this is the first time i've like what because i I had plans monday night and so i didn't have time like i wasn't gonna have time to like watch it um 
So I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just watch it. It happened to be a slow day at work. You know, every time I had to do like focus on something like really hard at work, I, I would pause it and then I would go back to watching it. So it kind of took me like all day to watch this movie. So, um, mm-hmm. um, but, um, it was, it was kind of long too. Like it was. both these movies yeah. like ran at like hours. over two hours. Yeah. Um, but this one definitely felt longer. Um, it, yeah, <clears throat> it wasn't as snappy as the trial of Chicago Seven. So, no, you know. and I think, and and I think the pacing of it just really kind of had to do with the fact that it really wasn't a trial, and you know, it didn't it didn't need to be. No, it didn't. It didn't need to be spruced up. Like this is just a. It's just a biopic, and um, it took place like over like fifteen years or something. It did. It covered a lot of time. Um, <laughs> But uh, where do we want to start? I I think I would like to evaluate it kind of as a whole, being that it is a biopic. And you okay. see a lot of biopics. And what, what I think made this one really impactful was that it had that through line about the whole lynching culture of yes. the South. And then yes. the culture of America yes. and the fact that that was running through the generational trauma that Billie Holiday herself was feeling and what led her to, to do drugs to kind of feel better. It it was really clear and, and well done because of that as like a whole biopic because it has that added layer of... of history to it you know in context yes. yes um again with uh with with billy holiday i learned learned lots of historical stuff um did not know billy holiday had a song that that uh very much greatly detailed a lynching um and how horrific these uh this thing can be what you um, you hadn't heard that song before you hadn't heard strange fruit um no, I really don't oh. think so. Yeah, I've known about that song. I knew I knew Billie Holiday was a <laughs> singer, but like yeah, I yeah. think that was that was like the extent of it. Um but because of this movie, I I um added one of her added a couple of her albums to my Spotify, so now hopefully in my rotation they will nice. they will come through. Yeah. Um but I really loved the the singing. Like I loved the I loved um, Billy herself singing in uh, in this movie. I really liked Andra Day's um, performance. She was fantastic. I mean, that's that's an understatement, dude. She, she was like <laughs> she was unbelievable. phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, just just I mean, compared to like that Judy biopic that we watched, and that one. <sighs> you know best yeah. actress this was a hundred times better than that so and much I'm better not, like and i'm so not much knocking better. you know like renee zellweger but it's like dude <laughs> because because renee renee was was good as as judy and and we knew that but the movie itself was lacking where this i thought had a had a strong movie behind it as well like i i thought everything yeah. was very like yeah. it, it was very detailed in all of the info that it gave us. Like it gave us a lot of Billy. It gave us, you know, some flashbacks. Like it really gave us a lot of content to work with, and and I really enjoyed watching this. Yeah, there were a lot of aspects to it that 
I really enjoyed. I mean, it was to me a little bit dramatic sometimes, like especially mm-hmm. with the music. Um, yeah. and, and a lot of the crossfades, there was like a lot of crossfades, um, a lot of like montage kind of moments. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, those are cool and everything. And we get, you know, a lot. But I think a lot of the good things in this movie outweigh the bad things, which is just like the music is incredible. The acting is incredible. The story was pretty compelling just to see where she would go and how, you know, the government was trying to take her down um in every step of the way and you know her and then just down to even just the the art the production design the the makeup the costumes everything was very very good and uh very memorable too yeah it was really cool watching um watching like billy holiday like kind of interact with with all of her different people, like uh, that actress, that actress we like, um, Natasha Leone. Yes, Natasha yes, Leone was in this. I love and, her uh, so much. <laughs> yeah, and I really liked her character, and uh, and I liked the kind of like the aspect she brought. They really tried to like there were a, I felt like there were a ton of people in this movie that was hard to keep mm, yeah. track of sometimes. Um, yeah, because you know we had the people that were always uh, with Billy, her band, her her mm-hmm. friends, her family, um, her dogs. And then um, just kind of, like, everyone outside. Like, we kind of had the same, like, people always trying to take advantage of, of, a, of a popular singer, trying to get it, take advantage of their money. Like, we know that Billy, mm-hmm. um, we were shown that Billy had um, quite a few husbands that quite often took advantage of her and abused her. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, and she was still such a super strong person and was in just, like, determined to still sing her song and and have this be out there and and again with this with this government um storyline of of always sending people after her to to get her arrested and it's just oh my gosh it was also it was also frustrating um mm-hmm. i thought the one character who uh what was his name jimmy jimmy fletcher like yes. he kind of had an interesting arc as well um with you know being in love with Billy but also kind of having a job to do and mm-hmm. thinking that he was doing the right thing because we kind of learned that he <clears throat> he originally helped the government arrest Billy on drugs because I think he had he knew someone who was like addicted to drugs and just thought that you know drugs were were not a good thing and they should just be eradicated mm-hmm. um so, like, he thought he was helping, but then we kind of see his character change over the course of the movie. Um, so, I thought that was really interesting. Again, lots, lots yeah. of stuff to take in from from this movie that it's, yeah. it's like, hard to think back on because, like, so much happened. Well, I would I would agree that Jimmy Fletcher's character was kind of, it kind of mirrored the um, the Judas and the Black Messiah thing where yeah. we we have him pretty much on, on the screen just as much as Billy. I mean, it was a little bit less, but... He was a main character as well, you know, with her. Um, and I think that that was an interesting way to kind of go about it. And, and the fact that they had such, like, a a loving affair, mm-hmm. even though he was supposed to be uh, the person who was going to help take her down um, with Ains- Ainslinger. Yeah. And so, like, he kind of had to figure that out for himself, like, 
to realize that the war on drugs was hurting them rather than helping them and that it was basically just a war on black people and he had to kind of like figure that out himself um and, and, and that's another aspect to this movie that the whole you know billy knew that what she needed was help and not jail time yet they still put her in jail for a year and that she was you know she has a sickness of of um substance abuse and that even like back then she knew that this needed to be treated not with punishment but with like care you know yeah yeah and it's just like something that persisted and continues to persist today like the war on drugs and the villainizing of of black people for it and i'm i mean it's just it's incredible that her her life in like her 44 years as she was such a rebel and such a somebody who really pushed pushed the buttons and pushed the the envelope to get things like different and changed in, in the way that just being herself you know and singing Strange Fruit. <clears throat> yeah, and it was interesting kind of having this this whole story kind of be laid out to us while she's having an interview with some lady mm-hmm. who, like, because, you know, there were there were a well, lot it's, of... It's Leslie Jordan, he's a gay man. I think it, it's a... Uh... Oh. Yeah, he just has a really high voice. The interviewer? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's why he was so kooky. Because his character's name is Reginald Lord Divine. I think he's kind of one of those, like, uh, care, like, you know, he'll broadcast this to his listeners sort of thing. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, that completely that completely flew over my head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's also really short. <laughs> he's, like, really tiny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. He's 4'11". Um, <laughs> But still having this uh this this interview happening, um, and kind of just having Billy like kind of tell her story to this person and, you know, having this person um ask questions, you know, kind of kind of ignorantly, you know, asking questions oh, yeah. like, you know, what's what's it like being being a black woman? So and, ignorant, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and why couldn't you just behave and sing the songs that, that they wanted you to sing? But like people really liked Strange Fruit too. So like why so the yeah. fact that the fact that you know the government was telling her to not sing it and yet everyone else was telling her to sing it like it's just it's yeah well the government was afraid of it because right like she said it makes them face who they are yes racists you know people who kill black people and yeah think it think that's fine you know and it's like um yeah, so yeah. I kind of liked this. This I liked the jump back to the interview because then we'd kind of have like this little mm-hmm. back and forth and like this little exchange and you know really get Billy's thoughts, um, and it and it kind of it kind of made me think of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom as well because yes, uh, you know, I was also people, gonna say that yes. people trying to take advantage of Ma. And, oh, totally, totally. And, you know, being very careful about who you speak to and because, you know, people were constantly trying to get interviews and, you know, get info on Billy for magazines and things like that. And, you know, talking to Natasha Leone's character, uh, Tallulah Bankhead and, uh, and, and, you know, her, her other friends. Um, so, so that was really cool too, kind of like tying it, not tying it, but, you know, seeing the, seeing the same things that, that happened to, 
to famous famous singers. Yeah, just like no matter how famous she was, she was still black. That was kind yeah. of the the idea with Ma Rainey as well. Yeah. Um, you know, even though she she had all this wealth and fame, it did not matter to the U.S. government who could hurt her and put yeah. her in jail and kill her in the end, basically, you know? Um, yeah. And just, like, I love that whole coming back to what, like, who Billy was as a person and just just where she came from and, like, her mother was a, in you know, worked in a, in a whorehouse and she lived there and had to work there, too, and, like, she yeah, either either girl. work there or she had to leave and you know, she yeah. wanted to be with her mother. So she kind of made that sacrifice. Um yeah, it was just like really rough and just and then, you know, the entire thing being again um linked back to to lynchings and and seeing one in the movie where she like comes upon the family behind a house like houses burned down and the mom's like hanging from a tree and the kids yeah are, like, like it looked like a yeah it looked like a cross was burning or like a church that church that used to be standing there like was was burnt down or some, some sort of structure was burnt down and then yeah seeing the family crying over the over the mother yeah i like that scene because it was all one shot as well so we like followed andrew day through it as well and she was just like going through the the devastation of that it was so so real feeling and such a great like device to to follow her around after seeing something as horrible as that you know Um, yeah yeah Yeah. and it just andrew day just like incredible i mean she i don't know if she's saying all of the same stuff, but she is a singer. Like she is a yeah, known for I know be- she's writing a music. Singer. So but like, yeah, but was she? Yeah, but was she doing all of the the singing for Billy or? I don't know. Let me just look in the in the trivia here. Um, I'm just. Gonna... This does say she did the soundtrack, and she's and it says that she it's she was a performer of of all this of all these songs all of me solitude yeah. strange fruit yeah. so may, maybe she sang all of it i i feel like she did and and honestly incredible i mean it's it's not even it's not even again I, there's there's no comparison her voice, her I, voice was mesmerizing and like and insane. i just <laughs> and i just loved listening i i loved her voice i i wonder how how similar it is to to billy holiday's and she was like so low and raspy and it just yeah. had like that kind of like really kind of gritty like smoking all the time t- sound but like beautiful <laughs> at the same time you know yeah <laughs> completely yeah. completely yeah um just i i really recommend people watch this it's really good it was like really well done and um uh lee daniels has made a lot of other movies i've recognized his his name um like he made the butler um he made precious um he he made that he's do does that show empire 
Mm-hmm, he's just mm-hmm. got a lot of like I think good um, black stories under his belt that he's going to continue to make. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, definitely. All right. Any other lasting comments on Billie Holiday? Or are we going to look at these uh, plot keywords? Um, I'm good. Let's see. For the plot keywords, we got jazz singer, racism, based on true story, undercover, substance abuse. All right. I think, uh, I think I, those are, those are, those are pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah um, pretty good. this and got a, a 52 score. meta score which is um i'm kind of surprised yeah like i definitely get some of these these criticisms of it like people are like the you know the variety one is the highest one it says 70 it says this is gripping stuff to be sure yet the movie volatile as it is lacks a full dramatic center and momentum that would be that would flow out of it um, I think that's hard with biopics uh, to to have a narrative center. Well, and... yeah, because you like your your story is already kind of written out for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, and unless you're unless you're uh, just drawing inspiration from it and writing a whole different kind of story, then uh, <laughs> then you don't really you don't really got much to go off of. You kind of got what you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I get that. I I think that's a criti- like to me that's kind of a criticism of many biopics. Like they're really kind of like people's Ooh. lives do have beginning, middle, and ends. But like, yeah, are they an arc? <laughs> I have to read. I have to read the Guardian again because okay. Peter Peter it's gave a, it a forty. Oh, God, this just guy. like just like the trial of the Chicago Seven. Peter gave him mm-hmm. gave a. United States versus Billie Holiday of 40 as well. All right, Peter, what do we got? Um, Day's rendition is heartfelt, um, but the direction and storytelling are lab- laborious without the panache and incorrectness of earlier Daniels movies such as Precious and The Paperboy. A cloud of solemnity um, and reverence hangs over it, briefly dispelled by the music itself. Okay. All right. I feel like he's kind of trying to say this movie is really kind of depressing, and uh, I didn't like that. <laughs> I mean, a movie can be depressing and still be good. I'm going to read see. the IndieWire. Much like Precious and Daniel's produced Monster <clears throat> Ball before it, the United States versus Billy Holiday is somehow overbaked and raw as a bone at the same time, at all times. And much like those precious films, this one swirls around an astonishingly, astonishingly real performance that centers everything around it, like the eye of a storm. Hmm. That's a very, very nice thing to say, IndieWire, because I also think that that's, <laughs> that's what this is like. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Um, and what did this movie get nominated for, Alessandra? This got nominated for <clears throat> only one Oscar, best performance by an actress in a leading role. Andra Day, and you Andra know what? Day. She deserved it. I know she deserves know. it. And I think this is what happened with Judy, in that only that was nominated too. So mm-hmm. this, you know, I'm not, not going to be predicting too much, but 
Nope. Not, not saying nothing. <laughs> not saying well, not save saying it for nothing. the Oscar podcast. All right. Saving it for the Oscar podcast. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, I think that just about does it for both uh, the trial of the Chicago 7 and the United States versus Billie Holiday. Um, if you liked either of these movies or both of them, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. You can let us know in the comments on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn, or you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email us any suggestions for future episodes, um, or if you just want to say hi, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, if you want to rate and review our show, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Spotify. And if you need notifications on future episodes that we release... You can follow us on Twitter at By the Popcorn and Instagram at All By the Popcorn Podcast. We also have merch. And uh, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay inside, stay, uh, wear a mask. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>